Welcome to the first in a three-part series of Breakfast with Karen. We're so happy that you're here. We're thankful for you attending and for taking your time this morning to be here. It is after our mom power training class, which is an eight-week eight training course. This is kind of the lineup for our Breakfast with Karen series. Each Tuesday morning, we'll start at 9 a.m. with this live, with this live webinar today. Uh, May 21st, next week, May 28th, and June 4th. And our theme is Messages of Hope. All right, so today we have a special, our special guest panel of moms setting yourself up for a successful summer with Allison and Crystal. And we're so thankful for them and their willingness to serve us this morning. So thankful for, for their efforts. Next week, my friend and just a fellow fighter in the cause of Christ. She just is such a wonderful woman. You're gonna love hearing from Deanna Lamson. If you've ever heard of White Ribbon Week, she's amazing and you're gonna love her. The very first time I ever heard her present, I thought, I wish she was my mom and I really like my mom. She's just a neat lady. And then this beautiful gal, Allie Hayward, Hayward will be our June 4th guest. And she has a wonderful service-oriented heart and has made it her mission to help people to find hope amidst anxiety and depression. And something that she experienced younger and she's just reached out and made a whole mission behind this. And so we're excited to interview her and have her come and talk to us more about best practices when you are have a loved one or yourself is dealing with anxiety and depression. So grateful for her. Our Mom Power Training is an eight-week webinar course that we teach, which will start the week after our last webinar on June 4th and on the 11th, right? Is that right? <laughs> okay. And I am Karen Broadhead, the Parent Support Specialist for Life-Changing Services and the Founder and Director of Mothers Who Know. And you can go to mompowertraining.com to register today for this eight-week class. And the reason that we really want to reach out to all moms is we are so passionate about this information and how helpful it is to any mom. And we would love you to join us for our eight-week training. So let me introduce you to Allison and Crystal. Today, Allison is here, and this is her beautiful family. Look at, she has a lot of girls. So grateful for her. So thankful for her willingness to be here today. Uh, we reached out to Allison and Crystal because we just felt that they had something to say today to us. And after meeting with them yesterday morning, it was just reiterated to us how grateful we are for their efforts in our behalf. So I consider both of these women my friends. This is Crystal and her beautiful family, obviously on a wedding day. So grateful. I want to introduce you to Crystal and Allison, but before I go much further, I don't want to have it be in my words. I would love for them to share with you a little bit about who they are. Okay, Allison, we're going to let you introduce yourself, please. Well, my name is Allison Herbig, and I am a mother of five girls, and we just kind of keep moving all over the place. And every time we go somewhere new, we get 
really funny comments about how many kids we have. <laughs> so we've had the comment of, are you having a birthday party? And we'll say, no, these are just our girls. <laughs> In fact, last night we were out at um, a baseball game and a couple said to us, now how many of these girls are yours? <laughs> and we said, all five of them. Um, so my oldest daughter, Alexis, is 23. And then my second daughter, um, and she goes, we live in Alabama right now, and she goes to the University of Alabama at Birmingham. And then my second daughter, Chloe, is 19, and she's going to school at Utah State. And then my third daughter, Gabby, just walked in from finishing her junior year. So she's going to be, she's an upcoming senior. And then I have twins that are finishing up their eighth grade year, so they'll be freshmen next year. So I am from Provo, Utah, and I met my husband when we were serving our mission in the Arizona Tucson mission a really long time ago. <laughs> I love to craft, I love photography, and I love just being a mom, and I love learning, and I love the scriptures. Within the last two years, my one of my twins, Kennedy, has gone through a lot. She's and been diagnosed with anxiety and depression and so we've been trying to help her deal with that and hoping that we're following the spirit and making the right choices where she's concerned so that's me my husband works for fidelity investments and so we kind of have been climbing the corporate ladder for him and we seem to just move all over the place so we got married lived in utah then moved to Florida, then moved to Tennessee, and now we're in Alabama. And um, we seem to kind of go places every five years. So if that's still true, we've got about another year and a half in Alabama, and, <laughs> and then we'll find somewhere else to go. So anyway, I have a funny story about my hat today, but I want to just start off with saying I feel like it's kind of been inspired that I've been asked to talk about how to make a how to have a successful summer with our kids because this is something that's actually been on my mind for quite some time as I felt the summer months approaching and so my self-care is I take my dog Jake for a walk every morning he's like the pride and joy of the family <laughs> he's this adorable brown furred medium-sized dog and he is we think he's part uh, German short hair, part Weimaraner, and he just has so much personality. But I take him for a walk um, every morning, or every morning that I can. And one morning, a um, couple weeks ago, I was, I like to re-listen to all the conference talks, and I was listening to Sister Eubank's talk called The Light That Shines in Darkness, and she said that she was at her office and she saw that she noticed that the temple lights didn't come on. And it was so funny that morning to me because I just kind of had to laugh out loud to myself because I thought, that's how I feel about summer. How am I going to keep the lights on in my home and keep the spirit with me and in my home this summer? And so that's kind of how I started, got, I started thinking about how am I going to make my summer a success? And so I started just Googling different things, and I found an article from, it's called the Child Mind Institute, and it's actually written for moms like me and hopefully moms like you that have 
kids that are struggling with something or another. And two of the things that really, really stuck out to me in this article that I think was kind of an aha moment for me, and I think I was guided to this by the Spirit, is one, how to have a structured summer, how to keep your schedule more structured, coming out of the school day structure, and then also how to how to keep your home positive. And so anyway, as I was getting ready for the morning, I had every hiccup come up this morning, and that's why I have my hat on. So my adorable dog, Jake, has a girlfriend down the street, and if they just so happen to be out in the mornings, then they run away for hours. So we've been dealing with that. And then I'm so sorry, I've just been sick, and so I've kind of had a rough night, and that's why my voice is so kind of crazy. And But anyway, so I, I apologize for my hat hair, <laughs> but hopefully what I have to say um, will touch your hearts today. In this article, it talked about how the importance of keeping a structure for your kids, that sometimes, and I'm super guilty of this, when summer comes, just all the structure goes out the door. We don't have bedtimes or wake-up times or anything like that. And that's, I have to be honest, that's kind of been how, how I've been because this school year is so structured and so busy and so demanding that when that first day of summer comes, we're just so tired and we're just ready for a break. But according to this article, it talks about how if we can keep our kids in that and it doesn't have to be as early or, or as structured as that school schedule, but is if we can keep our home structured, then our kids are less likely to have more anxiety or even like if you have little ones, throw some tantrums because we have a set schedule for them and everyone has that expectation of what's going to happen next or what's been going to be going on at certain times of the day. And so it suggested coming up with a, with a schedule for your family. And I just thought this was awesome because I thought, you know what? I am so going to do this with my family. We are going to have a family home evening and a family council. And we're going to talk about uh, what kind of things we can do together as a family and how we can keep the lights on in our home to fill the spirit over the summer. And, you know, we have... Just the saying, you know, that we our home needs to be a place of order. And I think the structure can really help us keep our homes in order. And so it just comes, it says to come up with a little schedule. And I thought if you have young kids, you could make a cute little chore chart or responsibility chart. And with older kids, we can definitely just use like a calendar. But so, for instance, you can say, you know, Mondays are going to be laundry day. And you're welcome to go out with friends later, but you've got to do your laundry first. Or, you know, this job has to be done or this chore has to be done before you can earn some screen time for the day. And I just think by writing that down, the article talks about making your schedule visual so that everyone can see it. So if everyone in your family got together and made this cute little calendar or little chart that has each day's job or expectation, then everyone knows exactly what to do each day. And so if they want the privilege of doing something later in the day with friends, 
or having some free time or some screen time, then they know exactly what's expected of them that morning um, because the cute little calendar says, oh, I'm supposed to do my laundry today or I'm supposed to vacuum the loft today or clean my room before I can go out with friends or have some screen time or something like that. So I just really, really loved this idea. And I loved having it on a calendar where it's open for everyone to see because then the pressure kind of is off of me. When they say, hey, can I do this? I can say, well, what does the calendar say that you have to do today? And then mom isn't such the bad guy for saying, you've got to clean your bathroom before you can go outside and play or with your friends. So I love the idea of having a structure during the day. I was also thinking that it would be really fun as part of the council, um, the family council to just kind of have a brainstorming time with, the, with everyone and have them write down the things that they really want to do over the weekend. If there's a talent they want to develop or a store they want to go to or a day trip or just certain things that we want to do together as a family. If you put that on your calendar or on your little chart, then everyone knows and can plan accordingly to when that may, when that activity might come up. Or if um, my girls are avid readers, and so if there's time they want to go to the library, we know that on Thursday at 11 a.m., we're all going to go to the library together. And that just keeps everyone's expectations clear and simple, and everyone's on the same page. As everyone writes down, I'm sure that maybe a lot of you have had this go on in your home too, but you know, how many times have we heard the phrase, I'm bored? <laughs> and I think if you have that brainstorming uh, with everyone and everyone's writing down what they would like to do or the things that talents would like, like to develop or whatever um, is, is what your kids are interested, then whenever those words come out, I'm bored, you can say, well, go look at your brainstorm list and let's do, you can do one of those items or, you, you know, we can do them together. Some of the things that I know that my girls are interested in is always going to the library because they love to read. My girls are super into art and so going to the, you know, Hobby Lobby or the art store to get um, more sketchbooks and more pens is, is always something that we can do. And um, just fun, fun day trips that we can spend time together. I want to read a quote from President Uchtdorf. This is from a, a talk he, he gave way back in 2010 called Of Things That Matter Most. And he says, we build deep and loving family relationships by doing simple things together, like family dinner and family home evenings, and by just having fun together. In family relationships, love, excuse me, in family relationship, love is really spelled T-I-M-E, time. Taking time for each other is the key for harmony at home. I love that. So I think it's so important that we spend one-on-one -on -one time with our kids, which kind of leads me into my next thought. So I really want to make my days more structured, but the next thing I really want to do is maintain a home of harmony so that I can have my lights on and feel the spirit. And I feel like that one-on-one -on -one time with our kids gets 
more and more important as they get older. I used to be a preschool teacher in Tennessee, and if I had, I wish I would have done some of these things with my with my girls when they were littler. But I would have I would have had a more structured day, especially during the summer where we did, you know, where we cooked together or where we had little learning times or we read it. We've always read a ton of books, but just had a little schedule every day of what we're going to do next, um, snack time, and just little things like that that I learned how to do when I was a preschool teacher. And one of my favorite things as a preschool teacher um, was Play-Doh. And we didn't get Play-Doh out every day. The kids knew that it was a reward. So when we saw something that they were doing that was really great or really kind or sweet to another child, we would pull out the Play-Doh and they would get their own Play-Doh time. The thing that's so great about Play-Doh, even though you may be rolling your eyes thinking it's such a messy thing, is it's, it's therapeutic because they're working with their hands. And it's actually a very good uh, hand-eye coordination to, uh, toy as well as a fine motor toy. And some of the things that are really beneficial for that are just make you like little roll, roll it in your hands like this to make snakes. And if you can find, print out the first letter of their name, then they can trace that little uh, Play-Doh snake on the letter of their name, and it helps them start to learn letters. Or if they just pinch off little pieces of the Play-Doh, that's really good for their fine motor skills when they start to learn how to write. So Play-Doh is a really big thing, and I wish that I wouldn't have been such a stubborn mom when my girls were little, and I wish I would have done more Play-Doh. <laughs> uh, as my girls get, are getting older, the one-on-one -on -one time is becoming more and more precious. They seem to thrive when it's just mom and daughter or dad and daughter, and the things that we can talk about are, are precious and uh, they leave a lasting mark. I found another little quote from President Oaks in a talk that he gave um, called, I think it's called Good, Better, Best. And this was from several years ago too, but he shares an experience about a friend. And he says, a friend took his young family on a series of summer vacation trips, including visits to memorable historic sites, at the end of summer, he asked his teenage son which of these summer activities he enjoyed most. The son replied, The thing that I liked best about summer was the night you and I laid on the lawn and looked at the stars and talked. Super family activities may be good for children, but they are not always better than one-on-one -on -one time with a loving parent. And so as I've been thinking about how I'm going to make my home a successful home and how I'm going to keep those lights on in, in my home so that I can be an atmosphere angel and so that I can keep the spirit in my home and teach the gospel to my kids and help them know that they are a loved daughter of God, I think keeping a home of order is so important because I will have one-on-one -on -one time with my kids as we do the different activities and we can make things fun. We can even have dance parties as we clean the living room or the family room or, or all the silly things that, that you can do in your home. But that one-on-one -on -one time as your kids get older is so invaluable because one day they're gone. 
And those one-on-one -on -one times become so much harder, especially when they live across the country. The other, uh, another part, and I bet my time is getting close, but I just wanted to share that part of this article too was about making things positive. And one thing that I've really been trying to work on over the past several months is picking out the positive in my girls. A lot of the times when you're so overwhelmed with trials, it's always like, well, I wish we could do that. Or why did they see this? Or, you know, and you kind of get in the snowball effect of, of just only seeing the negative. And so I've been really, really praying and asking my Heavenly Father to help me to see my girls through his eyes with unconditional love. Unconditional. Because he loves them no matter what. And I can't, I can't express to you how much this has changed me. I hear whisperings about positive characteristics and spiritual talents that I see in my girls that I would not have recognized had I not been praying for that inspiration. And so just keeping those, those moments where I'm finding the positive, and my husband and I have decided to make little um, positive post-it notes so that when we see these positive things happen in our girls' lives, or the things that they do, we write it on a post-it note and put it in their room, and just so that they can start seeing the positive characteristics that they have, that you know the things that the good things they do just start being, uh, a, hey, that was a great thing or a pat on the back. That they can actually walk into their room and see that post-it note and thought, you know what, I was a super great sister today, and that meant a lot to my parents. I'm going to try harder to be a better sister tomorrow. So, having more structure in my summer and making sure that I'm being positive in, in my relationships with my daughters and, and finding those spiritual gifts that they have or the things that I think can make my home a successful home this summer. And I just want you all to know that I know that this isn't perfect. <laughs> and I know that some days everything isn't going to go according to plan. And that's okay. That's okay because just like in the temple that day when the lights went out, Sister Eubanks said that the temple maintenance staff, they went and they replaced the batteries. And so that's what we can do. We can replace our batteries on bad days, and the next day we can try harder to make it even a better day. And I just want to close with a little, um, with a little thought that Sister Eubanks had in her, in her talk, and she said, I testify you are beloved. The Lord knows how hard you are trying. You are making progress. Keep going. He sees all your hidden sacrifices and counts them to your good and the good of those you love. Your work is not in vain. You are not alone. His very name, Emmanuel, means God with us. He is surely with you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Allison. That was beautiful. Thank you for that. All right, Crystal, we're going to turn the time over to you. I'm just going to tell you a little bit about myself. I am a mother of four. I am a nurse, a part-time nurse. I grew up in central Utah, and currently I live in Cache Valley. I am a huge volleyball fan. Volleyball is huge in my family. Ironically, I didn't play a ton in high school. I picked it up in my adulthood, and now I play a lot of volleyball with my kids. And love cheering on volleyball anything volleyball I'm there I saw my picture pop up and I wanted to talk about my picture because um, 
it's one of those like you see you get a professional picture it's my daughter's wedding and what's so cool about that picture is that was a really really hard time i don't i think i look at that year and it was probably the hardest years of my whole life so what was going on during that wedding my mother who struggled with anxiety depression all her life wasn't even sure she was going to be able to make it to my my daughter's wedding she um my son got his endowments out the night before and my mom couldn't make it she couldn't get herself out of bed to come there was some major um animosity amongst my siblings and my couple of my siblings had decided they wouldn't be coming to this wedding and so it was really a hard 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 thing for me and I'm used to that so family support and the adversary knew right word that we call a grenade throw a grenade and make it implode and have me react and I was like how am I gonna do it oh, I wish you could see the picture one more time and it's funny and I'm here as a mom and I'm so frustrated because my son didn't tuck in his shirt and like I'm like it's funny because all of us are smiling in that picture we're all happy regardless of that day we were all happy and sometimes I look back at this picture and all I see is his untucked shirt. But look, we all have smiles on our face on a really, really rough time, but we're all truly happy at that moment. And when I look back at that, sometimes rather than focusing on the smiles, I just get focused on the shirt. And Photoshop totally took care of the shirt. I have a better picture, but I just keep this picture to remind me that I so got focused on the silly shirt rather than these smiles on these beautiful people that I love faces on a really, difficult day but god came through for me and god made that day beautiful it was an amazing day the weather was perfect um my family my family who could came forward and helped my friends were amazing i was not stressed and if you know me i'm a type a everything stresses me and i i held strong and i was so happy i enjoyed every single second of that day and so sometimes when i think about my summer i kind of think about that day you, you have plans for that day. You're hoping that this summer, it's wise. If I'd gone into that wedding without being prepared for, for everything that we needed to be done for that wedding and working on it months in advance or even thinking about it, planning it, I wouldn't be prepared for that wedding. But sometimes things are just thrown at you. And so I have a really good example. Last night, our plan for our, because I told you we love volleyball, everything volleyball. My 12-year-old daughter loves volleyball. It's her life. She wrote an essay of why volleyball practice, as persuasive essay, why Bible practice should be three days a week, not just two. And she wished her bedroom was a gym so she could wake up and practice serving every morning. We were at a party last night and playing volleyball, and my daughter broke her hand. She broke it last night. So she will be out for volleyball. Every camp she planned, every we, we play volleyball every Thursday night. It's just what we do as a family. It's gone. It's out of her summer, and she's kind of devastated by it because it's what she wanted to do. So kind of going into what um, Allison ended with is sometimes we have all these great plans and the adversary just really wants to mess with our plans sometimes. And so some days maybe your plans aren't going to work, um, but it's wise to go in with a plan. But I asked my kids, I said this morning at breakfast, I said, I'm going to do this talk today. I have mostly teenagers, so I'm kind of speaking to the teenage moms, and I apologize if they're ones with younger moms, but I will tell you a few things about some of the things we do as a family. That starting it when they were younger has really helped now that we've hit teenagers. We started a thing several years ago, probably four years ago, where we stopped all digital until two o'clock in the afternoon. And in TV, 
Um, when they got cell phones, I let them text friends to keep in touch, but there is no digital in our house. There's signs that are on my television, on my computer, that are placed there, taped on or stuck on that say, remember, no digital till two. When they became teenagers, we negotiated. And we, because my teenagers wouldn't wake up in the morning, and that was an issue. So we negotiated an 8 a.m. up until 8 a.m. You could have some digital. So that would kind of get my kids to get up in the morning because they wanted to maybe watch a cartoon or watch something at 7.30. So they'd get up at 7.30 so because they knew digital was going off from 8 until 2. And it's just a solid. And it's been a solid for about four years. This is our fifth year going into it. And I asked my kids what they thought about it. They said, don't put that on any other children. That's just not fair, Mom. But they are they perfect in following it? Sometimes when I'm at, I'm at work during those times, do they put on the TV? Yeah, I think they do. Um, but overall, it's a generalized, but they have a sister who, who totally tattles. So that helps too. But so that's, a, that's, that's part of our no digital till two. It's just become how we work, how we function. At two o'clock, it's the heat of the day. In the morning, it's great to get the kids out. We'll do things. We try to have things planned during the day to do. We do have jobs. That's a big deal for me. My kids think that's mean. Um, and I'm the meanest mom ever, and I'm the only one. They're the only children who have to do jobs, but I, I think they're exaggerating. My one son asked something we changed in the job plan was we let them choose their jobs. At the beginning of the week, we have a system where we have all these jobs that are laid out, and they get to pick the ones that they want. Because Logan told me, he's like, I don't like all the jobs you make us do. I hate the toilet, but Julie doesn't mind washing the toilet, but I hate it. And I like to vacuum, Julia hates to vacuum. So if we could just have, be able to pick our jobs, he doesn't mind picking. And at the end, obviously the least favorite ones are there, but Julia hates the trash, Logan doesn't mind the trash. So we let them pick their jobs and we hold it for the whole week. It's just the whole week. And one year, remember one of my sons was in charge of picking up the green room, it's downstairs. And he had all week long, was supposed to pick up the green room. And he's like, it was like an aha moment to him. He says, mom, if people would just pick up their stuff, because I clean it every morning, if they would just pick up their stuff, I wouldn't have to pick up the green room every day. And I was like, that's fascinating, Logan. Like, really? If people picked up their stuff, you wouldn't have to work? That's crazy. Um, so that's a big part is doing jobs. A new thing we're starting this year is one my 12-year-old daughter asked. I should tell you my kids' age. I have a 12-year-old daughter, a 16-year-old son, a 19-year-old son and a 23-year-old daughter who lives and is married and lives away from us. This year, we're doing a bucket list. Julia wanted to put together things she wanted to do this summer that were important to her, and that would be a reward system for doing our jobs throughout the week. They included, the one that I thought was the funniest that she, she added to her bucket list is she wants to hit every single shaved ice station in Cache Valley this year, this summer, to figure out which is the best. And that's a big deal for her. So that's on our bucket list. So Friday will be our go find a shaved ice spot and see which is the best and grade it and mark it and put it in our little book of, of what she thinks is the best shaved ice and why. Another thing is paddleboarding. We like to paddleboard. One thing I will share with you, which I'm worried because I, when I was asked to talk today, I've been really concerned about the summer because of my son, who's the 19 year old. Um, was out on his mission, and he struggled with anxiety and depression his whole life. He had two years that were great. His sophomore year in high school was really rough. His junior and senior year were spectacular. He did wonderful. He was awesome. He felt he had it. 
under control and he was great. I was really nervous about him going on a mission and asked him to even consider to wait a year, but he felt strongly it was time to go. And so I said, if you're going to go, I'm not going to set up a doctor's appointment. I'm not going to do the dentist. If you want to do it, you do it. And he did it. And he, in fact, he wouldn't even let me look at his suitcase before he left for the MTC. He ended up with the MTC with only one tie. And I, I was okay. But after eight months, his anxiety came really heavy and really strong to the point he needed to be home. And when he got home, um, I gave him a big hug and I said, what do you want to do? And he says, mom, I need to go into the hospital. And that was really hard. He says, I'm not safe. And my mom struggles with this. I have two brothers who've been hospitalized who I've helped through anxiety and depression. And so my son has been home two months from his mission with severe anxiety and depression. And there are times when digital is his this thing, like it, it calms his head. It, for some reason it calms him. And, and I am stressed about how Deno Digital Tattoo will work for him. And we sat down and we've discussed it and he's got other plans of how to deal with it, but it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be harder than it was two years, the last two years to do No Digital Tattoo. It's gonna be tricky. And just like I said, I'm, I'm, my wedding, I, I know the adversary is gonna throw things at me. And I think to have a successful summer for me, recognizing there's going to be some days that won't go like I hope. But I think, I think Allison said it so perfectly, but tomorrow I'll take on another day. I'll put, my, I'll put the batteries in and I'll start again. Um, we have found a couple things for if you have kids struggling with anxiety, depression. These are a couple things that he indicated that help him and some things I've noticed that helped him that I thought I'd share with you today. He told me to... When he's low, to understand that he's just low and I need to let him be low. I don't need to guilt trip him. I don't need to tell him, you know, go out and serve, you'll feel great. Um, some days he's just going to be low. He says something that has helped is I just go give him a hug. We make, I know this sounds silly too, but we make mandatory 20-second hugs at our house every day. We started that about four years ago too. I found my kids, when they are teenagers, were struggling they used to get hugs all the time when they're little you hug them all the time but as a teenagers it came weird and different and i read somewhere that hugging is really important so they said if they said a 10 second hug my kids count so stinking fast that i said 20 seconds is what it is because they count so fast so we do a 20 second hug what's kind of cute is i had a really bad cold i do it with my older kid my younger kids when they go off to school and my son at night the, the one with anxiety depression and the other a couple of weeks ago, my 16-year-old, I was in bed sick. I couldn't get up to say goodbye or even get him off to school. And my 16-year-old came in for his hug um, before he headed off to school. So setting that early has been really helpful to me, or even starting it, period. Um, I've seen a huge difference in a 20-second hug with my children every day. And when my son was kind of in a fetal position, upset at me for you know, kind of making him feel bad about sitting in his room in the dark, I thought, what can I do? And all I did was I gave him a, a hug. And he said that meant a lot to him. He said, he said the fact that I didn't guilt him. So yeah, so those, those are a few things. The other thing that we've just recently found is um, we bought a fire pit outside. It's a propane one. And it's done something similar to my son's brain that digital does where it's that light, the flicker light or whatever. He'll sit and stare at that fire and we'll sit out as a family but he is interactive 
where when he's in his phone or when he's doing things, that fire, that light, the flickering, whatever, he'll sit there and we'll sit. And we've just noticed how amazing a fire is to bring out my children. To, they want to come out. We sit around and we talk. Um, our last conversation was talking to Logan, who struggles with defiant behavior sometimes. He just thinks he's right all the time. I'm sure none of your 16-year-olds are like that. We said, <laughs> none. And he's getting ready to go to a BYU volleyball camp. And we're talking to him like, when the coach said, I coach my sons in volleyball too, which is awful because then they kind of talk back at me. And so he's kind of in that habit of talking back to me. Like, he doesn't think I know. I'm like, you are going to be with, and his older brother who played volleyball and sister, they're like, you need to listen. And we sat down talking to him and prepping him on what it would be like and how he needs to listen and what he'll need to do. And, um, but that was our group conversation around the fire just recently. And so fire, I know that sounds silly. So I'm not a camper either. Just so you know, my husband, our first date, I said, do you like to camp? And he said, no. And I thought I could marry him because I don't like to camp. So having a fire going up and smelling like smoke, not my thing, but this cute little propane thing with some marshmallows has been really helpful for my family. And we've been out there often at our fire. So I don't know if that's helpful or not. I've, I've been praying like, I don't know, I have the answers, but I'll tell you what I've tried and what somewhat has been helpful. I was trying to think if there's anything else. My last thought is just knowing that there's going to be moments where, where it's going to be awesome and moments are going to be awful. But, um, one of our, but sometimes the awful is the one things my kids remember. I know that sounds like when things go absolutely upside down to the point you're thinking this Oh, the adversary totally won here or oh my gosh this is this couldn't be any worse and one of the examples my kids and I were talking about was we went on this hike um, up by Goblin Valley and it's the wild horse hike and it's a if you come in and then it's a circle loop and then you come out and I had a little girl my little daughter was little and I'm hauling around but the teenage boys did not want to wait for the little girl and so they said mom we're gonna run ahead and I said, okay, you run ahead, we'll meet you at the car. And so my daughter and I finally come to the car and it's getting dark. We came towards the end of the night and there's like three cars left in the parking lot and I go look for my sons and I'm yelling out to him like, where are you? And I'm thinking they're hiding from me to stress me out and because they like to stress me out because I stress out easy and they aren't hiding. They're not there. They, they didn't make it to the parking lot. I don't know where they are and I'm panicking and more and more groups are coming and a rain cloud is coming and the storm and there's narrow parts of this hike and I can't find my kids. I don't know where they are. And a hiker comes in and he said, do you have two boys? And I said, yes, I'm looking for two boys. He's like, oh, they, they started the hike all over again. We thought they were crazy. And they had gone, instead of coming out, they had started the whole loop, an eight mile loop again. And I just, started to freak because I'm like, what am I going to do? I can't leave the little girl, my little daughter here and go find him. And this backpacker just took his backpack off and started sprinting back into that trail to find my boys. And to this day, we just tease them nonstop. Every time we go on a hike, no, just make sure you don't get lost, you know, because, you know, it's one of our favorite summer memories is the time they got lost in the narrows and how much they were like, and we weren't even scared. We knew we were lost, but we weren't even scared. We were having so much fun. We were figuring out where we'd sleep that night if we couldn't get back. And, and so sometimes some of what you think might be the worst case scenario, because at that moment, losing my sons 
on a hike in the narrows with rain, probably the worst case scenario I could have thought could have happened at that moment when I started that day, but it ended up. And then what was cool is on the ride home, the kids were like, I was really calm, mom. Did you say a prayer? I bet you said a prayer, mom, didn't you? Because I was really calm. And then then the guy came, and that was like God sending someone to come find us. I'm like, you're right. That is exactly what it was. And so sometimes when the worst comes, and maybe I'm looking at my cute son home from a mission, and it's hard. It's really hard. It's not easy. But he's currently working in the temple. My word, he stood up at, and gave a homecoming speech. My bishop was awesome. And he said, I'm home. And I'll tell you why. I really struggle with anxiety, depression. I have. And people have come out of woodwork in my ward who struggle with anxiety, depression, and have just rallied around my son. And is he awesome every day? No. No. There are days where I, I just pray that he'll be okay. But there are days that are awesome. And there's days when I think, um, there's a scripture, there'll be opposition on things. And if it's going to be that low, there's guaranteed a that high. Because if it's opposition on things, if, if you're going to feel that low, at some point you're going to feel that high. So he's working through it. Our family, I look at all the rock and the grenades and the adversary and how he has worked his tail off. Even Mother's Day was normally a great day for me. And it, it, and it, and it was, but my husband and I, who never rarely have the issue, had some struggles and we made it through that. We've just come to the point where to have a successful summer, recognizing that the adversary is gonna go at you, have a plan, work towards that plan, recognize that sometimes getting off that plan into the crazy is okay. And it's actually sometimes the most memorable part, but having a plan and working together as a family to, to go through that plan is, is probably the best. And then last scripture is adding, for me, is adding the Lord to the plan. When you wake up in the morning and you say your prayers and you're like, Heavenly Father, this could be a crazy day. And I'm just asking that you be here with me today. And um, the scripture I just was reading recently, there's two of them, but it's in 2 Nephi 31, uh, 21, 29. And it says, for I will go before them, saith the Father, and I will be their rearward. And so I have a visual when I read that of Heavenly Father at my front and at my back. So he's got my forward in my plan. He knows I have a plan. Oh, one last thing I added, I should add, I didn't, is we have 830 scriptures. We used to drop scriptures in the summer because it was so chaotic. We couldn't get anyone home. And we now have 830 p.m. scriptures at the fire pit. And it's 830, it's 830, it's 830. Whatever's going on at 830 in our home, we drop everything and we are doing scriptures. If friends are over at our house at 830, they're invited to scriptures. We just finally said 830 is scripture. There's no bending. If whoever's home at 830, it doesn't mean you have to be home at 30. Not everyone's home at 830. Some people have jobs, some people have whatever. But 830 is scriptures. And adding it to the fire pit has been fun to see that we, we get a little more excitement with the fire pit, having 8.30 scriptures. 8.30 p.m. is scripture. And not dropping that. We dropped that for several years, and not dropping that is hugely important. So that's mine, and I, I just leave you my testimony of how much I love you. I don't know who you are. We can look through you. I love women who are trying, who are working so hard to raise good children, who aren't perfect, who have struggles, who recognize that we're wounded, but also recognize that because of that, God is going to 
give us strength and that strength getting through those hard times getting through these last couple of years that have been so hard have strengthened me to the point where my cute husband he says we have a doctorate degree in the atonement right now i would claim maybe masters but <laughs> he's his doctorate but our thesis still stands the atonement works it's real everything's not perfect in my life but god makes it joyful makes it awesome makes me wake up and say, oh, I love my life. Oh, I love my children. Oh, I love my Savior. So I'll leave that with you and turn it back to Karen. Crystal, thank you so much. Oh, both of you sisters, Allison and Crystal, I'm so grateful for your efforts in our behalf today. It's been so awesome. Isn't it so powerful when you can just hear what's in another sister's heart and what's going on with how she's thinking about how to navigate all of the things at her house and in her heart and try to align things in a way that is workable. So I wrote down several of my personal thoughts that I just thought, oh, I'm having that thought and that was for me. That was for me and my family. It wasn't what she said, but because she said that, I heard something for my family. And so thank you so much for your willingness to serve us like that. Wow. You know, I just, I had an impression to share two thoughts. One about Play-Doh. This is one of the things that came up that I wrote down. It said it was after when she started talking about Play-Doh and I thought, okay, I have two teenagers still at home. And I thought, you know what would make them more excited about counseling together and kind of having a family meeting about making a plan or a schedule or whatever it is is to get some really awesome Play-Doh with some great Play-Doh toys. My teenagers would think that was really fun. If I said, okay, we're having Play-Doh at the table, they'd think, what is she doing? Right? And I, so I had that thought, Karen, get some Play-Doh and have the family council with the Play-Doh because I thought that would actually help my husband too. Right? Because it would give him something to make funny comments about, which would make everybody happier. You know, it would just be good. So that's, that was good. I thought that I wrote that down, get Play-Doh and have a family council before you have a get Play-Doh. Anyway, another thought that came to my mind, I was just listening this morning to Sister, Sister Jones, well, all of the general women's presidents and the recording that came from the BYU Women's Conference that Sherry Dew interviewed those three women together. And women were asked to send in their questions. And the first woman's question was all about, how am I supposed to do all of this stuff? And something that Sister Corden said that I just, I stopped the Thing and rewound it so she could say it again because I thought that was so good. But she said, aren't we grateful when we look on the outside and we are so grateful that God can see on the inside and that he just keeps helping us. Um, I love both Allison and Crystal, your comments about not everything's perfect. So good. And you know, something I love too was your fire pit too, Crystal. That was so cool. I thought, I, I must be getting a message today from the things you girls said, the spirit telling me, if you're going to do something with your family, have something else going on. Play-Doh, a fire pit, 
don't just have it be your face because sometimes when it's just my face and my voice, it's like there's that face and voice again. I don't really know if I want to listen to that right now, but if it's something else is going on, it's so helpful. Thank you for that. Oh, so you sisters that are here, I know that every one of you, just as Allison and Crystal shared with us a little bit about some of the things that are going on in their hearts and in their homes and some of their ideas, I just thought, I'll bet you, you had ideas, takeaways, or things that came to your mind, or even questions about more detail behind something they talked about that you might want to know from them. Was there anything that came to mind that you would like to bring up? Um, I'm just going to turn the time over to you. And one of the things um, that I would just love is to just hear some of the notes that you took, some things you wrote down, and why that stood out to you. So I had a question. So we've kind of found a, about schedules. Like we've kind of found a general schedule that works for us in the summer and we do that. The challenge that I have and that I could use kind of more ideas on how it looks like for others is how to balance that schedule with when opportunities come up, like for someone to hang out with a friend or things like that. I think because, because my kids don't get the most social invitations, when anything comes up, I'm like, great, forget the schedule and do the other thing. And so maybe they don't take the schedule very seriously because I'm quick to abandon it when anything else comes up. And I'd love ideas about that. That's a great question. Thank you for that. Crystal, you have something? That was actually one of the things my teenager said specifically. He wanted me to be more flexible or have some understanding for that moment. Like, what if the, the gang is going to... Um, one place is called Hiram Dam that morning, but I haven't got my jobs done. Um, so one thing we did do, other thing I have issues with is curfew. I'm a big fan of curfew. My husband doesn't believe in it. We struggle back and forth, but we've kind of come down to a curfew is a curfew. And I had a son who worked at the movie theater. And when a new movie came out, the whole movie group could watch it at midnight. And they'd want to stay up till two thirty in the morning. And oh, I was like, no, like, no, no, no. My husband's like, Crystal, like, we need to talk about this kind of fine. And so we ended up doing what we call um, flexible passes. So he had three flex passes for the summer that he could stay out and watch that movie. He had, there, there were some definite requirements. Uh, number one, he had to have not had broken curfew, you know, ahead of time. He also had to have been doing his jobs that week. And, but we gave him three passes to stay for a midnight movie through the summer. And he also did text me and let me know where he was, that he was staying for the movie and text me when he was, and come and check in when he was home. But that was a big thing. He's like, mom, flexibility, cause it's a big deal. But we, we were, we were flexible, but we were also understanding that these are for special occasions. This is not every day. So we had flex passes, what we call them. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else? And really, if you have something that's worked for you in your home, please unmute yourself and share it. That'd be so great to hear your feedback too. I have a, so I think one of our challenges in the summer, maybe you've already talked about this. I got in late here today, but one of our challenges in the summer is that it's so hot that the kids finally want to go play outside after dinner, like eight o'clock. And then, you know, they're playing till nine or 10 
and then it's getting everyone in bed and it's 10 or 10 30 or 11 and then they sleep until like 10 or 11 which i feel like they need the sleep my daughters are 14 11 8 and 5 and so I just feel like we're always off and then getting a slow start, but then I'm like, okay, let's not do that. We're going to bedtime. We've got to get in bed early and then I have fighting. I don't know. I just, it's a battle and it's just, and then they're in their pajamas when kids come knock on the door to see if we can play and we have a few things we like them to do before playtime, but I just feel like it's been a constant problem. So I don't know any advice of things that have worked or thing would be great. The one thought I had was, if that's going to be the pattern for all summer to just adjust from your school schedule to a new summer schedule, <laughs> I was thinking that, you know, like, okay, our school schedule kind of looks like this because school starts at this time and we don't stay up and play all night outside. Do you know what I mean? But summer, we kind of do. So let's shift the whole summer schedule. Something that came to my mind, have a two week, I don't care. Or a one week, I don't care. Mom doesn't care. Um, but before I go, I don't care because after school, they feel like they're entitled to just do whatever they want when school ended. You know what I mean? Like we are free now and we've been doing school and it's summer. And so if we don't have a job or we're not doing something required of us, then we should have a grace period of just let us do whatever we want. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, I did think that would be very appealing to my children, but it wouldn't be appealing to me because if they came right out of school, I would be thinking, mm, what about our dirty bathrooms and the fact that our house needs vacuumed and that we've all been really busy and doing weddings and this and that and now graduation and now we're even dirtier. So I can't have it. I don't care. So I thought if I ramp up to let's clean the house together really fast, really good. And then from that day, we're, you know, seven days, I'm going to be an I don't care mom, do whatever you want. Um, as long as you're nice, and respectful and all that stuff. But then on this day, we're going to start our new summer schedule. I just think it's really good to have a, a break between this is the break, the break looks like this. But it, in order for it to work for me, I would need them to kind of earn the break. Like, okay, we're going to clean everything up and get so we at least have our feet on the ground and then we're going to have this grace period even like going back into the school schedule i was thinking that just a okay for this week we're going to be practicing going back to that because that would be the tricky part right thank you i appreciate that yeah i like the idea of giving them i like the idea of for instance, last year, we like to go through all their school papers and everything, and we ended up not doing it until a few days before school started for the next year. And my daughter commented, when are we going to do it? I'm like, we can't do that. And she was like, oh, yeah, we can't do that. And I was thankful she was on the same have the same idea as me. So I was like, what if we get that stuff taken care of and, you know, get everything organized and yeah, let's have a few days of just relax. And if they want to sleep in great, if they want to do whatever, great, just chill, relax and make it feel like there's a definite break in the school to the summer break. And then hopefully then we can get organized and pick it up from there and just have a plan. Cause I think kids thrive with a plan, at least some kind of plan or something to follow. I just saw there was a comment that someone said they don't do friends till after lunch. That's a great idea too. Um, where we are, though, it's so hot. Like I'd almost prefer that sometimes they can 
play, like get ready and like play from eight to 11 or something and then chill time while it's so hot or swim or whatever. And then, you know, maybe play a little later or play in the house, whatever. Op everything's an option, but I do like that. That's helpful to say, Hey, we've just got guidelines. We just do family stuff and chill and relax and get stuff done until after lunch. And then it's fun time. So I like that. Um, anyway, so I, I appreciate that. And there's probably so many other fun ideas of things that help. Oh yeah. Yeah. We could make a schedule with a science day, music day, art day. I've seen friends who do that too, where, you know, new park Tuesday or water Wednesday, art Thursday, fun Friday, you know, something like that, just to give you some structure to work off of has helped us too. And then my kids, my kids kind of look forward to that. So that's been good. And yeah, we need to pinpoint scripture time for summer too. I think I liked her fire pit at eight 30. That's awesome. Like how exciting. So anyway, we need to think of something that'll work for our family like that too. Thank you for that question. That is a concern. It, the shift is the, oh, well, my big fear is that as soon as they think they have their own schedule and their own life and it's free time for the whole summer because now we're done yeah. with school, that's when I know yeah. I'm going to have trouble on my hands. Mm -hmm. Anything else, takeaways, questions, comments, things to add that have just been really useful for your family? One thing that we have done in the past couple of years is at the end of the school year, we have a fire pit and we burn all our school papers. <laughs> my girls absolutely love doing that because that is like goodbye to that year and then we can have a fun summer together. But I wanted to uh, pass along something that our art teacher or my art teacher told us, my daughter's art teacher told me that I thought was a really, really fun idea that I forgot to mention. If you have just regular black pens or uh, blue ink pens, if your children like to draw, my girl, I have a, my daughter is um, an amazing artist, is to draw a mural until the ink in that pen runs out. And she did it with her art class, her summer art class, and she said the kids thought that was the funnest idea ever and came up with the most amazing murals. And when that one ink pen ran out, then they switched to another to see how many ink pens they could uh, use throughout the, the summer. And they made these incredible mural pictures. So I thought that was a really fun idea and um, inexpensive. And when it's really, really hot outside, um, I'm in the South, and believe me, there is nothing hotter than the South in the summer. That idea of just creating a mural with a simple black ink pen or a blue ink pen is really a fun idea. I'm in my mind, I'm thinking, I want to ask her the question, how big is the mural? So she had some, very, like an 8 by 10, and then the kids added on to it and added on. And then some of the kids that she showed me their art, they had, a, you know, a nice big piece of paper that they had got or like a poster board that they had got at the craft store. So my daughter, um, Kennedy, she is this incredible artist. She's going to do our dog in the woods, kind of like sitting in the woods so that she has all the background or the landscape to, um, to draw and then also our dog. So you can just do so many fun things, but there's something about making that ink go away in that pen that these teenagers are like, I am all over that. I am doing that. <laughs> so 
yeah, really fun idea. So yeah, your kids like to draw. I thought that was a fun idea. It's very cool. Sorry, I'm back again. Um, that reminds me, there's a, oh gosh, I might have to find the link to it, but there's a couple drawing on art or, or art classes online that kids can do. My girls have done one in school where it's like a step-by-step follow along for younger kids that aren't as artistic, maybe as older ones. And, and then there was another, there was another program online where you can just go buy any kind of class of anything, cake decorating, whatever, whatever. And I found one on art and so last summer we actually did that so they had an art class that they could do through the summer and just click on it and sit down together and draw everyone who was drawing or who wanted to draw would just sit down so that was kind of fun something to look forward to in the middle of the day when it was hot just to we have something to do and they could see what the end project was going to be and that was cool too so anyway they've liked that cool one thought karen Last year, I have a son who's really into digital. He likes a digital. And, and so having to take away the digital is really hard. But um, he signed up last year for a free class through the summer. It's called Code to Success. It's through Utah. Um, it's free. And it actually, in the end, he, he ended with a certificate, a coding certificate that allows him to go and get a, a coding job if he wanted. Um, it's, it's free. It's done through the state uh, school system in Utah. Um, it might work, but um, he ended up realizing he likes to draw online, not code. So we decided that's not his career, but um, there were some three kids from his class and they would go for so many hours every day during the summer. And it was able to kind of give him that he likes the digital and gave him kind of that fix. And he's hanging out with kids who also love digital and think digital stuff is cool. And so he did that in a school setting. He was in the, it was through a school. So it's a safety on computers with school. Like you would normally feel like you had it at school, but it's a code to success program, which he like I said, finished and got a little coding certificate that they, their options to do through the state for older teenagers or high school students. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Anything else come to mind, you gals? I'm going to comment earlier from when I was asking, um, even when stuff comes up, you know, you, when you have a plan and then something really cool comes up in the meantime or whatever, one of the things that we would have our kids do is we would let them kind of negotiate a little bit just so that they would learn that skill and how to replan when things come up. So like if we had something planned and something better came up basically, or, you know, they, you know, had the opportunity to go play with their friends, but they weren't going to have time to, I don't know, clean their room or whatever it was we were doing. I would say, okay, that's awesome. But tell me what your plan is. When do you plan on getting this done? And so kind of let them come up with, not that they're getting out of whatever it was, but that they had to come up with a new plan of when it was they were going to do it. So they kind of got to do both. They got to do whatever they wanted to do, but at the same time, they learned to negotiate, but they also learned to think things through a little bit. And even to this day, my kids always know, okay, mom, here's the plan. Like they know the first thing I'm going to ask them about anything is, well, what's the plan? Yeah. So that way they got to do both, but it was a fun way for them to be the ones to think about, okay, I'm not going to, you know, clean my room or do this right now, but I will do it at eight o'clock tonight. And so then at eight o'clock, you're like, okay, here's what you set up to do. And anyway, another thought that I had on drawing with your kids is if you go to the craft store and get those big rolls of butcher paper and then you lay those out on the ground. Those are really fun. When Allison was saying use a pen, you could do some really fun murals with butcher paper and, you know, running the ink out of the pen. Because sometimes just a small piece of paper 
is hard for kids, but a big long piece of butcher paper over the top of a table or even just on your floor or something is really fun too. That's excellent. Yeah, thanks. I love the idea of having them, you know, just think for themselves and kind of, that's an empowering thing to do for lots of kids is just have them come up with the, what they're going to do instead. There's also a cool comment, a couple of cool comments in the chat. Read about um, so it's on the recording. Sure. Okay. One of them says school age kids need to detox from school a little bit. Um, but structure is good, but having some downtime is also good, which we talked a little bit about. And this idea is that we, one year, um, this mom's husband had a, a surgery and had a really long recovery. So she did a summer of the movies. And so she just said they would have fun watching movies. And I was thinking, even when I read that, I thought it'd be really fun to get just, you can buy those inexpensive projectors and just hang a white sheet, like outside in your backyard and, you know, you could do some of the movies outside in the backyard. And I don't know what it is about watching a movie that's on a projector outside. It makes it so much better. Just something fun like that. There's also a comment. One of the moms had breakfast on the patio every morning during the summer at a set time. And so all the kids wanted to eat the yummy breakfast that she made. So it would get them out of bed so they could come up and eat breakfast with her outside. And she didn't ever have to harass them or anything. And then she would strategically read the Book of Mormon while they were having their yummy breakfast outside on the patio. So I thought that is awesome. <laughs> totally. Hi. I, so I have three boys that are kind of teenage, kind of pre-teenage. And so it's a little different than some of the ideas that it work for the girls because they don't want to draw. They want to be moving. And, and so um, a couple of things I've learned over the years, um, because I like schedules and I like, I like my plan and I want to enforce it on the family. And what my kids are teaching me is that they really want me to be flexible. And so I appreciated that suggestion. And I have discovered that if I will kind of give a little and give them say five minutes to watch a dude perfect episode I can get so much more out of them for the rest of the day and so as much as I I used to say okay we get up we get our work done you know practice the piano do our reading and then you can do all these other things but I've learned that if I will allow them to you know take five minutes watch dude perfect then they get right on all their other stuff and they're so willing to if I'm willing to be flexible, they're so willing to be workable too. That's one thing that has worked for me. And the other thing that I've done is um, try to create some traditions with my kids, something that they can plan on every summer. One of the things I do is in August, they know that each of us will get a date just with me because I found it was so stressful going school shopping with everybody. So I just take them one-on-one -on -one and get them a pair of shoes and take them to lunch. And it has been such a wonderful thing for both of us because I can kind of ask them, you know, how are you feeling about going back to school? What, and kind of get a pulse on where, where they're at and in their preparation mentally and um, kind of where they're at spiritually. So that has been really, uh, really cool. And one other tradition that has been a huge success, I feel like, for my family is the week before school, we do a temple trip and I um, have the kids invite whoever friends they want to invite from their quorums or their neighborhood. And I prepare a big breakfast like crepes and just bacon and everything boys would love to eat. And so they all go to the temple together and come back and 
I just set up tables all over the backyard and whoever wants to come, we just have a big breakfast and it's such a great way, but, but it's a way for me to help them make the temple part of their preparation for going back to school, but also make it really fun and enjoyable. Those are so excellent. I love those ideas. Thanks for sharing that so much. So good. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you again, Allison and Crystal, for your efforts in our behalf. Oh, we are so grateful. It's just so wonderful how the Spirit works in our life. I'm so thankful for that, how it teaches us right where we're at. And I was surprised at some of the things that I heard that were just about my stuff. So I'm so grateful for that. Thank you for joining us today. And just a reminder that you can register at mompowertraining.com for an awesome eight-week class. And it's worth your time to check it out. So thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate you.